Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. I just don't have time. I can't find enough hours in the day. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovian, CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of Endless Stream of Referrals. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and then scaling your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician in genius. And in this episode, we're going to bust the myth of you don't have enough time in the day to figure things out. All right, time for a rant. Yo, uh, I haven't even preempted Kevin with this, but I'm going to ask him one question and watch what his response is because I know it's going to be. In our Open to the Public Facebook group, we asked three questions. Um, Who are you? Um, Will you follow the rules? You know, that's one question. What's your email address? And then what's the number one thing holding you back? What is the number one response we get to that third question? 90% of people always put, I need help with time It's so dumb and it drives me fucking bonkers. So here's the thing. Everybody who thinks that they don't have time or enough hours in the day are looking at it from a completely wrong perspective. And, you know, I wish I could remember who said this first to me because it was a brilliant way of looking at it. But uh, I was at an event sitting in a conference and a guy on stage was this time management guru. I didn't really think he was that good of a speaker and I was only half listening, but he said this statement and it caught my attention. I've never forgot it. And what he said was billionaires around the world had the same 24 hours a day that you do. They've always had the same 24 hours a day that you do. So what the fuck is your excuse? Of course, back then he didn't say fuck, but what the fuck is your excuse to not finding the hours in the day? And a friend of mine that as I was early on in my business doing a lot of networking and conversations with, one day in a fit of rage, um, I I pinged him on Messenger and said, dude, can we grab a five minute conversation? I just need to clear my fucking head. And he looked at me and said, Donnie, for you, I will always grab five minutes. I manufacture my own time. 
And this idea of manufacturing my own time has been something that I've explored and just want to keep diving into. And what he was saying to me is I choose and create time in my life, right? Time does not own me. I manufacture it. So as we explore this today, that's what we're going to dive into is how you never really have a time problem. You have a prioritization problem or an inability to just get your shit together. How you want to do this, Kevin? I think what you just uh, what you just finished your rant with was is a key piece of it, and it was what I was going to bring up is that it's not necessarily that you have don't have enough time. You don't know actually what you should be spending your time yes. on, and you can't look at your list of tasks and say, "All right, this is more important than this one." And and that was a huge issue for me when I was just starting out in uh, in sales and business at my first uh, post college job was I couldn't prioritize my t- my my list. You know, things would get added to my list. They'd just go at the end, uh, and then I'd get in trouble because I didn't get stuff done. I'm like, well, I'm working down my list. And I couldn't comprehend and understand how to look at things and say, well, this client is more important than this client, and, 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 and really prioritizing what I need to get done that day. Uh, and I, I think it almost got me to the point where, you know, now I work better when stuff needs to be done right the next day because I'm like, oh, with this needs to be done tomorrow. So now I'm going to work on it and bust it out and it's done, uh, which I don't like that thing about me. I'd rather, you know, get stuff done a little bit earlier and not be stressing <laughs> out. But that's that's my head trash. But, you know, that that's really key to understand what is actually important and be able to look at your to-do list strategically and say, all right, this stuff actually helps me grow my business. This stuff makes me look. Yeah, I think, and I I love that. And I want to add into that, that if it's not the prioritization, it's the constant movement that feels like you're accomplishing something. You know, um, I I don't know about you, but I'm fucking notorious for, oh, this project's going to take me an hour. And then six hours later, I'm still on the same fucking project, right? Um, and it's because oftentimes I think we're doing shit that we shouldn't be doing, that we should be giving to somebody else or outsourcing to somebody else. Or we are doing things that feel maybe more fun than the actual shit we should be doing. like, Or we're just not focusing our time on that one task right, that should take us right. an hour. And we're, we're managing three things at once and answering all the convos. Prime example is as Kevin and, and I were re- recording this, we started talking about all the things in the business we were doing. We're inside our, our community program. We're updating things. I'm creating events. And all the while, we're supposed to be recording a fucking podcast. You know, <laughs> Never mind that we actually have a sync to talk right. about all those things <laughs> in three hours. And that, I mean, But it's a great example of oftentimes we're like, we got to get it done. We got to get it done. We got to get it done. My fear, my head trash is I'm going to forget about it and not get it on a schedule to be prioritized. If I don't do it now and that's what derails the shit out of me friday night i had a oh i need to add this to asana and i opened up asana and then i got distracted and i'm like oh what was that thing i need to add to asana so then i went back to asana it's like oh, i remember and then i got distracted again five times 
I had to go to the sauna before I actually added the damn thing. For me, it's, uh, oh, I'm going to put this on my calendar. And then you go and all of a sudden your email's there. So then you see your email and you start going through that. And then you look like, shit, what was I supposed to put on my calendar? And then you got to go through all the other things to figure out what the fuck it was you were supposed to be doing in the first place. Um, it, it's like when you walk into your room in one of your in uh, one of your rooms in your house, you're like, oh, that, that, that's me? actually a science <laughs> thing that they prove. There's a, there's a, a whole cool <laughs> fucking science around this that for some reason your brain and I wish I can and I'm, I'm going to Google this so I can figure out the name of it. But your brain, when it goes through a doorway, actually does fires off some neurons or some shit that that's what causes you to forget things. It's yeah, it's oh, like really? you, you, they, they say you associate objects and things in the room with the original idea and then when you go through the doorway those objects are not there so the memory and thought escapes you it's fucking wild um but i mean that's everything so you know if that's the case in rooms this is a whole research topic so if you listen to this i want somebody to fucking send me the research on this (laughs) but does that work the same way do we do we associate priorities and things we need to get done with what we're visually seeing and when we transition over something else is that why we forget it and we're not even smoking weed to have that kind of a deep thought (laughs) (laughs) so you know but why i mean why is it that that people so often say they don't have enough time I mean, because because we're doing all kinds of shit, you know, with everything we're building and having going on. You're running a whole nother company and everything. Why? Why do people still let that beat the shit out of them? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't have that answer on why people are, are like that. I think part of it is for, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs, not wanting to give up control and thinking they need to have their fingers in everything. You know, that's, that's another thing I am really bad at. Uh, so I, I think that is part of it. And then the, the to-do list gets just so long that you're overwhelmed. Uh, I think part of it is not being willing to ask for help mm, when you true. need it from from peers to figure stuff out. Uh, so I, I and then it's the the third one is back to the priority prioritizing your tasks and understanding. Hey, this is a CEO thing. This is not a CEO thing. And we've talked about that numerous times on different episodes. That you need to look at your task list. And say, is this something that Steve Jobs would do or would he have someone else doing it for him? So I I think it's a a mixture of those three things, really. You know, it's the ability to ask for help, the ability to give up some level of control and then failure to understand what's actually important for you to do. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with those as, as I run through my head. Um, you know, to ask for help and I'll speak for myself, you know, sometimes you don't want people to, to, to know that you don't know. Right. Um, and you don't want people to know. I mean, we, we kind of live in this Instagram style world where everything's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows and we only see the good shit. And I think that's where the asking for help comes into play because, oh my God, if I ask for help, then they got to see that all my shit's not put together. Um, and well, even even for you, bringing me in at the level that I'm at was yeah, difficult. Completely, for you. completely. You know, 
Um, because, you know, truthfully, as you're building a businessman, uh, you know, you, you, there, there is something to be said about projecting a image of success beyond where you're currently at and bringing Kevin in, dude, he got to see the full fucking dirty truth, especially early, early in the business. Fuck man. Of, you know, how I was projecting versus where we were actually at. And this wasn't fake it till you make it. This is what I felt like the person I had to be to be able to get where we want to go, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's tough. You know, when somebody gets to see all your dirty laundry, um, and shit. Um, but for the record, it's called the doorway effect. Psychologists believe that walking through a door and entering another room creates a mental blockage in the brain, meaning that walking through an open door resets memory to make room for a new episode to emerge. This is generally referred to as the doorway effect. I just, I couldn't leave it. I had to figure it out. I knew it hurt it. Oh, um, so I wonder if you have like the website effect or you have like the calendar effect. It's the same concept of ideas of when you're doing things. Or for you, it's the we AS, just need to find Asana effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did. We just need to find some neural uh, neural researcher that is going to do a study and get for their doctoral right? thesis for us. Right. So if you guys know any neuro researchers out there that needs a doctoral study. That's a big fucking word, doctoral study. Um, I'm fascinated by the idea, and I want to learn more about it just because I think it would be a cool discovery. So help us find somebody to, to figure that shit out. But, you know, as as people are going about their day and they're going about their 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 journey of doing things, I think, and especially, especially I think more early you are in your career, it's we say yes too often. And I mean, if, if you work for other people, it's hard to say no, because uh, saying yes, either is going to get you promoted or keep you in your position, you know, um, you or get you fired. What do you mean? Well, if you say yes to oh, right and you take on all this different stuff and you start yeah, dropping nothing the ball on all of them, yeah, yeah. nothing gets taken care of. Now you're going to get fired. So saying yes to everything, no matter what the outcome is normally. Bad. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. You know, but saying no can also get you fired. So there's this weird balancing act of, you know, I've got to do this, but in, in, in the sense of running a business, it's your business. And I think the, and I'll always go to the, to the point that everybody gets more respect by saying no more than often than they say yes. Um, and that works in almost everything in life, kids. So, um, uh, what is the saying? Practice crossing your, your legs, not your fingers. Or practice crossing, yeah, yeah your legs, <laughs> not your fingers. That's it, right? You know, but uh, I'm going to catch hell on that one. Somebody's emailing on that one. But, you know, the the whole idea that you don't have enough hours in the day, uh, the whole Steve Jobs thing works well for me, but every once in a while, just sitting there, and asking myself, what would a billionaire do in this moment? And I've been I've been following Elon Musk a lot lately, and I'm pretty fascinated by this guy. And it was his number two or number three gal that works for him. And they were asking her, you know, does she enjoy working for Elon? She goes, well, I do now, but I didn't always. And she said, I thought my job was to 
smooth the transition and make the company happy about most of his decisions and how he did things. And she said, what I've come to learn is my job is to smooth the transition to keep the company happy until the next transition comes, which I thought was fascinating because as soon as the company starts to get comfortable, Elon does a big shift and a big move. It's kind of like our idea of go break shit, right? And when he makes these big moves, it causes some sort of chaos in the in the business. I mean, right now, Kevin and I are transitioning from Facebook over to this community builder. And, you know, it disrupted a lot of things we were working on to get this whole thing set up. We felt like we had to make the move now. And, you know, it was a massive disruption in... I think that's the idea behind everything is you've got to know when and how to pivot things to make sure that things don't just get complacent and comfortable. And I think a lot of times people are trading off complacency and comfortness and that's what's leading to overwhelm because they're taking on too many new things without figuring out how to innovate in that moment. Yeah, I I think another big issue with the whole time, I don't have enough time today, is that people can't decide what's an actual emergency mm. and what's not. Whenever a client calls you and says, oh my God, I need this fixed, it's always an emergency for them. Yes. But is it really an emergency? You know, mm. for, for what I do with the sales automation and email marketing and all that stuff, uh, I have a, a, a couple clients, and Donnie's not one of them this time, that are this time will call me. It's like, oh my God, this time. Oh my God, this is broke. We need it fixed. I need this <laughs> fixed right away, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I, I have now learned, and I'm really glad I had this person as a client because now I've had to learn to look, step back and say, all right, it's really important to client X and it's an emergency for them, is it actually an emergency for their users? Mm, that's a great question. And Is it an actual emergency for their users? And is, yeah, and or is it something that I can come back to later this afternoon while I'm doing my emails and answer them and not getting sucked into their drama and their energy of, oh my God, this needs to be fixed right now because otherwise every time I got an email from them, I would stop, have to stop what I'm doing and go do their thing and then come back and figure and, out where and I what was. what sucks about that is oftentimes you get in that flow state, right? And a lot of people have heard about this whole flow state idea. And when you're working on things, you're in it, you understand it. When you drop it and leave and then come back, now it's like you've got to recreate what you would already done to get back to that level of creation or what you're working on. I love that question. Is it a emergency for their user? Is it an emergency for their clientele, right? Is it stopping overall revenue flow or keeping their, their clients from actually being able to do what they need to do? It's a brilliant way of looking at it. Yep. Look at you today coming up with witty shit. Wow. I got sleep over the weekend. <laughs> you know, I got a bunch of stuff done. You know, that That's like one point for team Kevin. I mean, you know, in the, in the scheme of almost a hundred episodes, you got like, I think like two points now. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. You call me brilliant and a genius. Yeah, but week. that's just because I'm trying to make up for all the times I bust your chops. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think for a lot of things, being able to triage your schedule 
you know, and putting, and I told um, somebody last week that they need to put a DEPCON chart on their, their priorities, you know, DEPCON one, cool. We can get to it this week. DEPCON two, all the way up to DEPCON five, which means there's a nuclear missile freaking launched at your ass. And if you don't do something, you are gone, right? You need to triage your stuff. And I'll still never forget the episode of MASH that I learned this on. Uh, I love MASH, one of the greatest series of all time, but there's a an ambulance that comes in or it's more of a bus comes in and they're just bringing in a ton of these army guys that are blown up shot up and everything else and potter and hawkeye are standing there and potter's like triage them we we can't take them all in and so they literally had to go through each patient and if they could not save them right then and there they put an x on them you know if they if they were in pain but could wait a couple hours they put a number on them and they were literally going down the line and triaging who the priorities were. And uh, it was the moment that I looked at my business and go, okay, what am I triaging? What am I looking at? What am I saying has to be done right now? And what can I put off till later that I make sure I still do it? Um, and I, and along with that, I always go back to the day where Kevin and I moved over to Asana to put this project management program in place. And Kevin and I were having our weekly, you know, operations meeting. He's like, is this done? I'm like, nope. Is this done? Nope. Is this done? Nope. And he goes, did you get the email out? Nope. Did you talk to this person? I was like, fuck, man, what the hell am I doing? Like everything he asked me, I had not completed or done. And then I had to look at him like, all right, fucker, it's time to go over to some sort of, you know, operational organizational things we gotta add some fucking processes and systems and i think that was his greatest moment in the history of our company um that i said we needed processes and systems but you know every time he does a training now and talks about the importance of processes and systems i just sit there and smile <laughs> you know that the, the people on the training with us have to think I'm like high or something. I'm just there with a permagrin. The okay, so if you're tracking, workshop. Team Kevin now has three points total, right? <laughs> um, you know, but so so I think a couple of things, and Kevin, help me remember all kind of the things you're here that you should be doing to get over this time problem, this time issue is, you know, you need to realize that you're CEO of a company and you need to act like it. You know, so you need to delegate, get shit off your plate. You need to to understand that there's priorities and things that need to get done. Triage your things. Ask the question, does this affect my clients, their clients, you know, um, and really look proactively at the things you can do to quit letting time fucking own you. And time should be your bitch. What did I miss in there? I feel like I missed a couple in there. I, I think you're good. You, you may have wrapped a couple uh, into one and, and combined them, but I, you know, that pretty much covered everything we talked about today. The whole, you know, priorities of work. That was something that we had to learn in the yeah. military. You know, when you get to a new outpost or a, a new place, you're going to set up as a, you know, camp overnight, you had priorities of work for how you set it up and what was most important, you know, establishing security is always number one. Uh, and you just go through this list and everyone understood it. And it kept everyone going to that same outcome and it got done all the work done sooner. 
and and a lot quicker. Uh, so you know that having that understanding of what your priorities are for your business, I think, is really going to be the biggest one, and then that's going to tie in to allow you to be able to triage and and understand when new tasks are coming in, where they fit in your world, and to be able to ask the questions. All right, so is this an emergency for the client, or is this actually impacting their clients? And and really, now you have that framework to follow. But if you don't understand what your priorities are everything's just going to be a big list yeah. and you're just going to be trying knocking stuff off and, you know, getting the things to cross them out on your, your writ list or checking them off so that you have that endorphin rush of, Oh, I got something done. And I've been c- constructive when actually you weren't. Right. The only thing that I, I don't think we threw out there was setting particular work hours on your schedule. You know, like we have this, Recording of this podcast, you know, it's nine o'clock every Monday morning. We record this it comes out then on when the day it comes out, but we have operational meetings, we have sales meetings, we have the success champion networking meetings, you know, so we have dedicated times to do the activities in our business, which has been really nice for us to go, okay, I don't have to do this activity because I'll be doing it at Tuesday at nine o'clock, you know? So it helps clear a lot of the stuff up. So make sure you put dedicated times um, on your calendar. And, you know, I mean, I think for for everybody, quit saying time is the number one thing kicking your ass because there are people that have a hell of a lot more on their plate doing better at managing their time than you are that, you know, and, and don't use your family as the excuse that that one drives me nuts when they're like, but I've got this, 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 and this look, everybody's got that. We've all got shit going on in our freaking lives. So don't blame somebody else for your lack of prioritization, you know, and get it done. So, but fun episode. Thanks for hanging out as always guys. Um, if you got any tips, tricks, any value out of this one, please, uh, leave us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed and share this episode out with one person who may get value from this. Otherwise love you. Mean it. See you. Bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom.
Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.